Okay, we're back on this Friday with John Capobianco, Tom Parkin, our provincial election panel. John, let me ask you more about liberal voters saying the NDP is their overwhelming second choice. I mean, nobody likes to be second choice, but uh, I think that's maybe why we've seen the uh, rhetoric heat up between these two parties, the liberals and the NDP, in the last few days. What's your take? Yeah, intuitively, you would think that. You would think that if, you're, you know, so the progressive left uh, of the political spectrum would be much more aligned uh, than they would with, with the center, center-right uh, political spectrum. So it doesn't seem too far stretched to, to think that some liberal voters would, would be comfortable supporting the NDP. But I hear Tom's point and, and would agree that most NDP are very much, are very much NDP voters uh, and would probably have a bit more of, a, of an alignment with the Green than they would with the, with the Liberals in some cases, which is why the whole issue of, of, of strategic voting, and we've seen this in some elections, previous provincial elections and even previous federal elections, where the Liberal and the NDP would try to try to you know sort of create the strategic voting in, in various ridings and whatnot, and it doesn't normally work because there isn't that natural alliance between a Liberal and the NDP. If people are voting Liberal and they're stuck with the, with the Liberal votes, they they may not like the Liberal policy or the NDP policies, or quite frankly, the NDP leader, and vice versa. And I think in this case, Stephen Del Duca is not a particular strong leader, where NDP voters would feel a natural affinity to kind of go to him. Uh, I think he's done a fairly Luster job in trying to create, um, you know, and not and, and no, mis, no, no, you know, misfortune on, on Steve because obviously he became leader during the pandemic, so didn't have a chance to really promote himself until the election campaign. But since, since the election campaign, quite frankly, I don't think he's done much to promote himself or what he's going to do differently. And I think that's been a challenge, which is why the NDP voters are probably not inclined to go to him as a result. All right. So, Tom, do you expect this to be more of a battle between the NDP and the Liberals coming into the final week? Um, I, I think what, well, I, I don't know so much about the Liberals. I think they're, they had some difficulties, especially over the last two days, and I think we might touch on that, but there was an issue about a withdrawal of a candidate in Chatham-Kent. That's right. They're not running a full slate of candidates now. Yeah, but the way, I think the way Mr. Del Duca handled that one was questionable. And then there was also a story uh, yesterday, today, about uh, Liberals putting out polls that uh, a, a lot of experts found to be, uh, well, they called them unethical, that they were push polls. So he's, he's kind of got himself into a spot where I'm not sure if he could turn the corner to what you want to do in the last week, which is be optimistic and, uh, and, and try and build some positivity around your campaign. I think Mr. Del Duca also suffers from just his character is not, it doesn't exude um, positivity. Now, the, the contrast with that is um, is, is Andrea, uh, I think, has, you know, she can be very charming, and you see her, she's got the smile on, she wants to, you know, no matter what gets thrown at her, COVID, you know, whatever, she motors through. And, um, you know, I think the, she has a lot more potential for showing positivity in the last week, and, 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 and you got, that is, I think, just key to a campaign. It, campaigns can be tough, it can be negative for a few weeks, but I don't. I think it's a big mistake for a campaign to end on the negative. If the liberals were to end on attacking the NDP or the NDP attacking on the liberals, or, or frankly, even the NDP and the liberals attacking on the PCs. At this point, you want to talk about how great you are and get people saying, yeah, you're right. Uh, I am going to cast my vote. You want to solidify their conception of you and, and bring it home. 
Right, but with such a commanding lead in the polls, John, is that enough for the NDP uh, you know, to be positive, to uh, sell their policy, or do they need to try to uh, really wing, uh, win over sorry, these swing voters uh, from the Liberals? Well, that's for sure. They're, they're going to need to do that if they want to finish in second. And I think to Tom's point regarding personalities of the various leaders, you know, notwithstanding the fact that this is Andrea's fourth campaign, so there is some familiarity with her amongst voters. Um, but I think the pandemic might have done some damage to Andrea, and I think uh, to Andrea Horvath. And I say that only because, you know, the, the the negativity that came from her during the during the during the elect um, the. the pandemic and, and what was happening at the legislature and and sort of this constant negativity about whatever whatever the premier at the time did by way of announcement it wasn't enough wasn't fast enough there was always this and it, and it gave i think a narrative of, of andrew horvath being more negative than she's been positive in the past and i think that's why a lot of the the ads uh, certainly amongst the pcs play on the fact that that andrea is is you know negative and, and not, not positive and not forward thinking in some cases. So she had to do a bit of a change in this campaign to change that perception. And I'm not sure there was enough time for her to do that, which is why okay. I think she still lingers in second and third. Let, let me ask you this in 30 seconds to you each, just to wrap up because we're right up against a time here. But Tom, first to you, has there been enough in this campaign you think to ignite the base and voters overall? What do you expect the turnout rate to, to be? Mm, good question. Um, probably, probably low unless somebody does uh, create some momentum in the last week because for a conservative voter, if you believe that uh, Mr. Ford is going to win, well, why really make the effort? If you're a liberal um, and you're not pleased with Mr. Del Duca's performance, uh, or you don't think that he can win, well, maybe, you know, you're not all that happy. And it, it really the same thing applies to Ms. Horvath folks. But uh, it all, it all, if, if somebody does start trending up over the weekend, we start seeing something, a movement on Monday, then, you know, it could get really interesting. But, all right. you know, John, that is in the voters' hands. John, last 30 seconds to you on turnout. Yeah, I think if, if uh, certainly the poll showed that the conservative base are far more charged and, and willing to go out and vote, which I think is good news for the Tories. But I also think that the advanced polls and some of the signs so far is that there hasn't been an overwhelmingly high turnout at the advanced polls, which is another indication, quite frankly, Jeff, of what we might be seeing on uh, Election Day. All right. John Capobianco, Tom Parkin, our provincial election panel each and every Friday. Thank you to you both and have a great weekend. You too. All right. Appreciate it. Stay with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.